You're about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. Mornings are simply more fun on the Upper East Side. Our favorite things to wake up to? The sun in the sky, the Nikkei on the rise, and a wake-up call from your latest lover or your best friend. Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode of Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. And tonight we watched season two, episode 20, Remains of the J. Original air date, March 30th of 2009. Written by Sarah Frank Meltzer and directed by Allison Liddy Brown. Summary for this episode... Serena decides to throw Jenny a party for her 16th birthday, but things get way out of control when the party is turned into a teenage rager. Vanessa agrees to help Chuck with a scheme having to do with Blair and Nate. Meanwhile, Rufus learns that Dan will not receive financial aid at Yale and tries to figure out another way to cover the cost of his education. Oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) I wanted to have a glass full of gossip in honor of Jenny for her sweet 16. So it's called Sweet 16, um, which typically has gin, lemon juice, grenadine, and simple syrup. I did not make this, but I will make it, and I will photograph it for you guys uh, to post on Instagram and Twitter so you guys can check it out. And if you want to make your sweet 16 drink and you want to send them our way i would love to post like a collage of everyone's drinks i always think that that's kind of fun yeah i'll definitely make my own version here i would love to submit yeah i know michelle loves gin it's my favorite liquor so (laughs) i love gin yes to reiterate our three gossip words this week we had alliance birthday and finances uh, our listener, Vic, she's so funny. Uh, we have our Netflix parties. She always types the word after a scene happens because she's like, oh, I know what happens. Like, I know why you gave those three <laughs> gossip words. So I think it's so much fun, and I like to give you guys a little teasers. So I'm hoping that you're enjoying those segment. So we can start. We're walking on the street. Serena calls Blair to check up on her. Because I guess she's worried about her friend. Since last episode, Blair threw a fit and said she didn't want to be, she wanted to be alone and don't bother her. And so Serena's being a good friend and checking up on her. Blair lies and says that she's home while almost running into Serena on the street (laughs) while Serena is picking up some pastries for breakfast. With her new family. With her new fam. So cute. I love this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Blair, obviously, she's lying, saying that she's home, Dorota's sick, and, you know, she she wished she could have a pastry, but she doesn't want Serena to get sick from Dorota, so she shouldn't come over. And so Serena heads into the pastry shop, and we go to, after she hangs up with Blair, she runs into her old BFF, Poppy, who updates her on her new fabulous life with her fabulous boyfriend and her fabulous trips. And, <laughs> and her fabulous hair. Everything's her fabulous. Her fabulous hair. I do love her hair. I do, like too. That. I think it looks great. I do, too. Yeah. Um, and then she prompts Serena to tell her what's been going on in her life. 
And Sabrina, Sabrina, <laughs> Serena explains that, you know, the whole twisted but yet boring web of Padge and Blair and how everything is now untangled and Poppy says that, oh, it seems nothing has changed since the last time I saw you, makes catching up really easy. And obviously this makes Serena realize that her life has been a bit dull. Which Michelle and I have been saying since, like, the beginning of the season, so. Yeah. She's just coming to that realization. But I, also, I guess her voicing it to Poppy made her realize, but I also felt that it was unnecessary to go through all the, oh, so I was with Padge, and then we broke up, and then we got back together, but now we're not together anymore. Right? It was so unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Yeah, and I guess when we saw Poppy last, that was, you know, her and Blair did have a falling out and everything that happened with Gail um, when we went to Yale that day. So I guess, you know, she didn't really have to go into it all, but she did. She could have said, like, <laughs> oh, I broke up with Padge, and then I fell in love with my old camp buddy, and we right. dated she for a little while, <laughs> and then I got together back with Padge because I felt like I had feelings for him. Like, she could have elaborated. Right, but also it would have probably bored the audience just no, as much as 100%, else. <laughs> 100%, yeah. Yeah, so then Serena does mention that she's throwing this party tonight, a Sweet 16, in which Poppy kind of belittles that and says, like, oh, how cute, and Serena mentions that Poppy should come, and Poppy's like, mm, I'll let you know, and they part ways. But, like, why would Poppy go to someone she doesn't know Sweet 16? Sweet 16, I know, I... I guess she was being polite, but also like, yeah, I'm having a party. Like, it's not like I don't do that. Right. But st- yeah. I don't Still, I was like, this is just unnecessary. Like, don't invite yeah. Poppy. Go and get drinks with Poppy or go to some nice dinner or, you know, elite club. But you don't need to invite her to a C16 party. Right. Pan over to the loft, and Dan announces he received his first fan letter mm. that the New Yorker forwarded to him. And this kid also wrote his own story, and he wants Dan to help him with it. Dan also gets an entry packet from Yale, and it is also mentioned that it's Jenny's 16th birthday coming up. So we're setting up that it's Jenny's birthday. Now you know why I use birthday for a gossip word. And the kids notice that Rufus didn't make breakfast that morning, and he tells them that they're having a family breakfast at the Vanderwoodsons that morning. Mm -hmm. And as they're leaving, Vanessa shows up to talk to Dan. Now, I find this conversation a bit awkward. I don't know how you took it, but the way Dan was speaking to Vanessa, he was, like, so a matter of fact of, like, well... Nate hasn't called you back because you left the party. And I was like, wait, you were the one who told her to give Nate space. Right. So her reacting to not hearing from Nate a week later is valid, in my opinion. Yes, agreed. You know, and she doesn't know what to do. And so Dan says, so give Nate some time still. He still needs his space. And as soon as Dan's getting ready to leave... Actually, you know what, to go back to this, another reason why I felt like it was such an awkward scene is, like, Dan's literally going out the door, and Vanessa comes in to talk to him, and, like, he goes, like, back out the door, like, I don't have time for this conversation. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Uh, But at that moment, Vanessa gets an email from Nate 
to meet him at his place in a half hour. Yeah, and she was so taken aback. She's like, wow, did you set this up or something? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I just, his attitude, I don't I know. know. He's just attitude. a prick sometimes. Like, Some, he right? He's me. like Sometimes he's like very pretentious. And yes, like, <laughs> pretentious. Not a prick, pretentious. That's a yeah, better definitely. way to say Padge. Pretentious Padge. <laughs> pretentious, pricky Padge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we go over to the Vanderwoodson breakfast, which looks like an awesome spread. The v- breakfast in the show looks delicious. Doesn't Lily say, like, oh, I just, you know, toasted some bagels and fried up some bacon. Right? And then jam. They reference jam. And then the jam, of course. Uh, but she puts out this awesome spread for her family, yeah. which I love. And everyone's super appreciative of it. Chuck is there, but he can't stay for breakfast because he has an appointment in which Dan tries to mock him that he doesn't work out, so what could he possibly be doing so early in the morning? And they have this funny banter uh, voting each other off the reality television show, and Chuck leaves for his appointment. Serena arrives with the pastries she bought and is excited to announce that the Vanderwoodsons are planning an elegant Suit 16 party for little Jay. (laughs) Yes. She had to know this wasn't going to go over well. Yeah, of course. So Jenny is caught off guard and said that this year she feels differently about having a big party. She just wants a small get-together, and I don't think Serena took this very well. Uh, She wasn't really taking no for an answer. She tells Jenny, hey, maybe you should just try the cake first. And as she's saying that, Lily's like, well... That's it. You know, she doesn't want the party. I'll call the caterer to cancel. It's no big deal. Like, it's her party and she can cry if she wants to. Right. And the kids head out to school. Lily goes to cancel the caterer and Rufus sees a denial letter from the financial aid office at Yale. So, therefore, Dan is not getting any help to pay for Yale. And, obviously, this is a big deal. Yeah. Because Rufus was relying on this money to help him out a little bit. Which, I know, uh, relatable, of course. No, definitely. Most. Yes, of yeah. course. We go pan over to school. Serena is talking to Eric, and she can't understand why Jenny wouldn't want this awesome party. Eric explains that since Jay has been back at school, she really hasn't made any new friends, and she's probably afraid that no one would come if she had a big to-do, which I don't think that's the case, but... I guess what he's saying is relevant, though. She doesn't really have a lot of friends, so who would she want to celebrate with that she cares about? Right, but also I feel that where Jenny is in her life, it's quality over quantity, Yeah, and she's perfectly fine. As she states, she just wants something small to be with the people she knows who actually really care and love her because she's had a rough year, if we look back. Yeah, definitely. The fact that everybody, and not everyone, but Serena, and I felt Lily took it it well as a mother would take it, Mm -hmm. but Serena just can't, like, accept the fact of why wouldn't she want an elaborate party, and and, and really, it's because Serena's self-absorbed and just needs to prove to herself she could throw a party because Poppy got in her head in the morning. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. And, And mentioning 
you know, we bring that up and then the minions come over to her and they admit that they're glad that Serena canceled Jenny's soiree because Penelope is also having a party and they didn't want to make it awkward telling Serena that they couldn't come to hers and they'd rather go to Penelope's and which this fires up Serena. <laughs> right. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah, the, the minions are just stupid. I know, they're the worst. Yeah. Then Serena is now surprised by this news that Penelope is having this party and obviously she's a little angry and flustered and decides to call Poppy to help her plan this awesome party, even though Jenny's not supposed to be having a party. (laughs) And okay, can you give me a little refresher on Poppy? How old is she? Um, I'm assuming she's... I mean, I guess she's out of high school. I guess maybe 19, 20, maybe okay. 21. So why would Poppy give a shit? Right. Of a sweet 16. Right. I mean, I guess she's she's asking Poppy to help her make it more sophisticated and older. And elegant. Yeah. But that's not what Jenny wants. No. <laughs> and again, she's 16. I, I don't at 20. If I was I, I'm trying to put myself in these people's shoes, you know, but if someone I ran with in a social circle and said to me, like, oh, there's a sweet 16 up there, I'd be like, oh, cool, have fun. You know, right. I don't know if I'd insert myself to be like, yeah, we got to make this the soiree of the century. And not only that, but Poppy states when they first talk that she's here in New York for 48 hours. Right. So for 40, she's in and out of town. Yeah. So, like, for 48 hours, and one of the things on the to do is to go to a sweet 16 party. Mm hmm. No. What? <laughs> But Poppy does accept this out of the goodness of her heart, I suppose. I guess so. Right. (laughs) We'll pan over really quick in front of the Archie residence Hmm. where Vanessa shows up to meet Nate but sees Blair leaving Nate's quite early and with coffee and a hug. A hug. That's it. Yeah. A very, you know, friendly but still intimate hug and... Chuck pulls up in the limo next to her and explains he's the one who sent her this email and he wanted Vanessa to see what Blair and Nate have been up to this past week. And he claims that Blair has been stopping by Nate's every morning around this time or leaving Nate's every morning around this time. And Chuck tells Vanessa this, hoping it's going to get a rise in her. And if she wants to do something about this, like he's just a phone call away. Yeah. Back at school, Chuck goes up to Blair to confront her and tell her that he knows about what's going on with her and Nate, and she replies that it's purely platonic between the two. And Chuck says, of course it is, because Nate and Blair <laughs> lack passion and they lack spark, in which Blair is very quick to defend that they do. And Blair defends herself, saying, at rightfully so, that she fought for Chuck for a long time, and she's really sick and tired of it, and what's wrong with Nate, and having things easy and simple. Yeah, because if it's easy, then maybe it's right. Right. And Chuck was like, well, do you still realize that Nate is still tied to Vanessa? Maybe you should think about that. And he walks away, leaving Blair to... Think about that, Mm -hmm. as I'm sure she's always thinking about. (laughs) After school, 
we're at the loft and Rufy's making his chili with Lil and Dan is questioning where his Yale packet is. Rufus lies that he left it at Lily's house and Lily then questions why he lied about it and Rufus has to tell her about the denial of the financial aid and they discuss you know potentially Lily helping out but of course Rufus doesn't want to involve her in that he doesn't want to take her money and then she suggests maybe he should sell the loft and move into the Vanderwoodson penthouse yeah yeah and they're both like we don't know if that's the right step but there's no sense of not trying it out. So what do you think of this? I thought it was too quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also it's like when you have 30 years of knowing this person and loving this person, I understand that too. Exactly how I feel. Yep. But also they have four children to think about. Collectively. And, yes. Yeah. So it's a lot of a lot of ins and outs. Actually, five children because Chuck is living in the house too. So it's like, it's, and it's a lot if of we want to count parts. the illegit- illegitimate one, illegitimate child. No, but to be in all, you know, honesty and all of that, if they had a real conversation about it, not just the, I mean, an extensive conversation, maybe sit down with their kids, just like they want these family breakfasts and dinners to happen. Mm-hmm. You know. If Padge and Serena are going to go off to college, then you have Eric and Jenny at home. Right. So it's truly not that Padge and Serena's opinions don't matter, but really how do Jenny and Eric feel? Because they're the ones right, living because- at home still. Oh, and well, Chuck would go run Bass well, Industry. We'll I don't know where, where he he's going, but yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it's, it's true. Like you, you should really think of what, Jenny and Eric would say being that they'll have at least three more years in the house with them right uh we go to Central Park a very childish and frustrating scene for me Mm. in my opinion no me too (laughs) Blair and Nate the best friends are walking in the snow and Blair is purposely bringing up Brangelina and Jennifer Aniston debacle that we all know what happened in the late 90s with that and alluding to the fact that Nate should end it with Vanessa for Blair. Right. <laughs> this just fuels yeah, my Yeah, but fire. The, the thing that pissed me off the most is Nate is like, oh, yeah, like, I just have to talk to her. Like, it's going to be mutual. I know. It's. I guess I have to realize that he is still 17 years old and – all these women like throwing themselves at you is probably great and he's used to that but i just it's like you're not learning anything here buddy but this is bad not only that it's just that in his mind he has it so ingrained that oh yeah it's over because vanessa left and right. in his mind it's like she left and that means we're not together anymore yeah it's so black and white with yes. him yes yes and he you know he's He's picking up what Blair's putting down. He's no, he's not stupid. And he does mention that Vanessa wants to have dinner tonight to talk. And, of course, this worries Blair, worrying that they'll have sparks. Right. And then Nate says it feels over. Right. Okay, but it's not. Right. That's what he says is because she left. Like, it's mutually, she's going to feel the same way. And, like, and no big deal. Like, NBD, like, I'll come see you when it's done. Like, just have to take care of this quickly. It was like a business transaction. Yes, exactly. I hated it. Yeah, me too. Like, you're a fucking dick, Nate. And not, yeah, even, and not even a dick. You're just, he's not a dick. He's acting 
like an in I hate to use the dick. I really need to like because I just threw out prick and dick very, very fast, loosely. loosely. Yeah. He's just so quick to be like, yeah, no, she left. That's it. Which makes me feel like, did you not even really have feelings for her? Right. I know. At least when him and Blair broke up for the first time, you could definitely tell that he was torn about it. But this is just kind of like, ah, yeah, all done. Just didn't sit with me right. And Do you think like you said, not he does promise to see Blair afterwards. Yes. Not to keep on this situation, not to interrupt you. I apologize. No, but go ahead. Do you feel that he has this newfound confidence because he now has this semi-direction of life because his grandfather mm. offered him this opportunity and he no longer has to question or feel bad for himself. He's like, okay, someone else believes in me that is in my family, which I haven't had in a very long time. So whatever, I don't care if Vanessa left. I'm good. Now I'm on to Blair. Do you know what I yeah, mean? I mean, it's possible. I don't I don't doubt it. It's probably not helping his case. Yes. But I just don't really think that he's thinking of anyone else but himself. Yeah. Yeah, so this whole thing completely frustrated me and just and when we were in the Netflix party with everyone, this seemed to not go over well. So I'm glad it wasn't just us. And as, and we'll you know, as we continue to talk about them, I just feel everything his he's saying versus his actions are contradictory. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. Yeah, so we'll come back to this. Um, but during all of this, Poppy and Serena take Jenny to pick out a birthday dress while Jay still thinks that this is a small get-together. So she's like, why am I picking out some expensive, elaborate dress? But they push her to get the really expensive dress and not to worry because Lily's paying for it, which I thought that was funny. And Serena does thank Poppy for coming, and she admits that after their talk this morning, she felt like shit and she felt like she was in a rut, which she was. And Poppy agrees that she is and everything she's saying just sounds so high school to her and poppy suggests that the party should be an outrageous elegant adult type of party regardless of what jay claims that she wants like she doesn't know what she wants so you need to give her what she thinks like what she needs yeah and she's also saying like clearly look at her she's screaming for a party she just doesn't know how to express it Right, like, poor Jay, she needs help. It's like, well, no, if you just listen to her, and again, you would know what she wants. all I can think about is, Poppy, you're in New York City for 48 hours, and you have a man, and this is what you're doing? I know, it's kind of sad. It's so sad. In fact, the saddest person is Poppy. <laughs> you're so right. She's the saddest. Uh, Serena then does call the caterer to kind of reinstate their positions and claims that the party is going to be much bigger. So, right. likes already. Yeah. <laughs> At the diner, Nate and Vanessa meet up, and Vanessa comes over smiling while Nate is so stoic and serious. Ugh. Embarrassing. And without even catching up with each other, Nate just goes in and says that he has a feeling that Vanessa's not going to like what he has to say. And then says to her, which gets me, hey, 
Don't act surprised, V. I mean, you saw this coming. You left first. Um, okay. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, mm. so, and mm-hmm. so many things were going through my mind. I was like, all right, so she left first. Uh, but you never decided to pick up the phone to call her because before she even left the party, you were kind of already reinstating that you had feelings for Blair. So who's the bad person here? Well, not even that, but just the fact of like the whole time they were dating and they were, I, they really did work. And maybe Mm -hmm. for Nate, it just worked in the moment before his family believed in him again. Yeah. That's the only purpose she served. His transition. His transition. That was it. And the fact that it'd be like, oh, you're not going to like what I'm going to say. It's like, yo, dude, you you dated this girl. You you confided in her. You were, and then to just bring her to dinner, like, you're not going to like what I'm going to say. It's like a switch. Yeah, it's so shitty. It's so shitty. And she gave you space. I. And then poor Vanessa says, like, okay, well, I mean, I thought we would at least try and talk about this or make it work I'm sorry that I did leave but obviously Nate's not willing to make up and then she wants him to admit if there is someone else like you could tell me if there was someone else and Nate flat out says it's just about you and me there's no one else because which Nate I get what he's saying yeah but like Nate is just I don't want to say he's a dumb high school boy because I feel like that's truly putting all high school boys in a bad manner. Totally. We would never want to do that. No. No. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, he just doesn't think the next step ahead. He's just like, no, I have to get, I have to finish this because I'm in the moment with you. But like, and then next will be like Blair and me are just friends when like, you know, he, I guess he actually doesn't know. That's the meaning of this whole conversation. He actually is not aware of... I guess you're right. Yeah. Like, he just is so, as we know, lost. And he oh. just sees one thing but doesn't think of the next step. Yeah, and right. Exactly. It, just, it, it hurts everyone in the process, which is not right. And he obviously needs to figure out how to have things come awry and not him just automatically jump to the next thing because he doesn't know what to do it's not it's not a good personality trait well it's either immaturity or it's just how he is and i don't know if it will come with growth you know right right you would hope you would hope at the Waldorfs, Blair is worried and complaining to Dorota that it's after 10 30 and Nate has been out this whole time and she's obviously worried that him and Vanessa rekindled things and I love Dorota in this whole scene she's so funny um but obviously Nate does show up finally and he comes in and another it's a matter of fact it's done and just yes Blair comes in like jumps in his arms but then he says well don't act so happy right like, like this what? we're not gonna do anything yeah he's so like condescending and then he tells Blair after, you know, don't look, don't look so happy. Blair goes, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Like, how awful was it? And he goes, it was fine. Things have come to a natural end and it doesn't have to do with anyone else. So this is him telling Blair again that I didn't leave Vanessa for you. Relax, chill out. Nothing's going to happen here. Right. And then he decides that he can't stay. He's tired. He's had a long, hard day. 
kisses her on the forehead. And then to myself, the first time I watched it, I'm like, you slick little fucking player. Like, how dare you use these women? (laughs) I truly think he's just dumb. Oh, God. It just set me off. And then Blair... Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say that, you know, you arrive. Okay, you you follow through on your promise to the girl of the week of, okay, I'm going to come see you when I finish one deal. But the fact of like, oh, it's not about that. And then to kiss her on the forehead. Oh, it's so like embarrassing. And then I'm, I'm embarrassed watching Blair, even though I think what she's saying is wrong to an extent but I have to understand that it is Blair and Mm -hmm. she generally gets what she wants too and so I I understand her personality with this but then she tells Dorota that he kissed her on the head like he was a man and she was a girl I'm like a hundred percent that's exactly how I felt like he was her dad it just set me off (laughs) I mean at this point they have not kissed or hooked up or anything. Right. So, and she's obviously expecting every, any everything to happen tonight. She has the champagne that Dorota brings mm. out. And for him to come and be like, yeah, it's done. And then to just be like, Let's, we'll hang out all this weekend. And to kiss her on the forehead. It's like, fuck you, Nate. It is like, fuck you, Nate. And that's exactly what I was feeling at this point. Yeah. And then Blair questions maybe Chuck is right because maybe there isn't any spark left with her and Nate and they're just friends. And I'm like, yeah, honestly, I would think the same thing because he's giving you so many mixed signals here. Or not. He's not giving you – he's saying – like you said, he's very contradictory. Like, he's saying one thing, but then he's, like, doing another. And it's just mm, not, not sitting right with me. Yeah, and and he also alludes to just we're friends. Yeah, like relax, Blair, we're friends. And we never were friends before, so this is all good. <laughs> but then why I don't know, I don't kiss my best guy friends on the forehead. Right. Nor do exactly. they kiss me cuz like, ew. <laughs> no. Don't even. Yep. Mhm. And of course, this riles everyone up, including Vanessa. We head over to the Vanderwoodsons. She arrives to talk to Chuck and take him up on his offer because Nate lied to her about being with Blair. But, you know, to him, he didn't lie. That's he didn't. The truth. He really didn't. Yeah. And she can accept that he broke it off with her, but she won't accept that he lied. And Chuck agrees that they won't be made fools of any longer and they decide to take matters into their own hands. Ugh. The next day, we're at the loft and Dan and Jenny are discussing the small intimate get-together and Dan informs her that Nate and Vanessa did break up and she still promises to come to the party anyway. The phone then rings and Dan answers it. It's the realtor wanting to come over to do an appraisal on the loft and of course Dan you know scurries off the phone and hangs up and tells Jenny that they should get ready for the party. This is where we go like right before the party Serena is getting ready and she's on the phone with Blair. Blair is now informing her that Nate broke it off with Vanessa and she admits she's been spending a lot of time with him And so Serena questions this newfound friendship, but also she admits that Nate is good for Blair because he is no drama and 
then Blair gets immediately defensive, saying there's plenty of drama and plenty of spark, because obviously she's very worried about this. Right. And Serena says and asks Blair when she's coming to her party. And Blair corrects her, saying, isn't it Jenny's party? Mm-hmm. And then Eric comes in to Serena's room, asking what's going on in the house, and is confused about what is happening. Right. Downstairs, Dan and Jenny arrive to the loft in which we do meet Vanya. Vanya, the which I've is, never met before. No, he is. This is his first introduction to the show, but we find out that he is Dorota's love interest. I was which just going to. So cute. Yes, I love that. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. I love how they're, they're both foreigners with their accents, and it's, it's sweet. And they're working for the kids of the show. I would just of the show. love a marriage episode of them. Just me putting it out there. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> uh, they head up to go in the elevator, and they're talking about all the new family stuff and how well it's been going. And then Dan tells her that Rufus could be ten- could be potentially selling the loft. And while this doesn't really affect Dan, like we said before, because he'll be at college, Jenny and Rufus will be moving on up to the east side, which I thought to was hysterical. To a deluxe apartment yes. in the sky. They get out of the elevator and arrive to loads of people, including the Minions and Penelope, who has canceled her party to be in the presence of Poppy Lifton and the socialites. And Jenny is confused by this and also kind of upset. So she goes over to Serena and questions everything. She questions where their parents are. And so Serena tells them that they're seeing Billy Elliot that night. And then Serena says that this is her gift to Jenny. And Jen- Jenny replies like, look, bitch, I didn't ask for this, though. Right. Then Serena asks the photographer to take a picture with her and the birthday girl in which he doesn't even know that it's her birthday. It's so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Eric goes over, she goes over to Eric and Jonathan and he does admit that it looks like Serena got carried away and she wanted to still prove she could do this huge grand party like she used to. But in retaliation, Jenny then sends Gossip Girl a blast to inform everyone to come over for this rager at the Vander Woodson house. Yikes. You know what, though? At this point, I'm like, I feel you, Jenny. Same. Yeah. Chuck and Vanessa arrive in the elevator together, and they're discussing all of Chuck's ideas to surprise Blair and Nate's. One including a sex tape, which she obviously is not about. And they get out of the elevator to see Nate and Blair very chummy. So, so discreetly, Vanessa then pulls Chuck's face in and decides to start making out with him. In which, of course, Blair and Nate see. Well, okay. First (laughs) off, Blair and Nate are, again, way too close body language-wise to just friends. Friends. Exactly. Yeah, I just, and then they both say, what are they doing here? It's like, what are you guys doing here? Vanessa is Jenny's friend and Chuck lives here. Right, exactly, (laughs) exactly. So what are you guys doing here and why are you so close for comfort when you claim you're just friends? So I get Vanessa, but obviously she just like threw her face into Chuck's to get over the situation quickly. 
So the party is now getting out of control and Poppy decides it's best if she leaves because all these rowdy children are just embarrassing and she wants Serena to come with her. But Serena's like, um, I can't really leave. First of all, it's my house and my party. So no, but she'll meet up with them later and Poppy and her posse leave. Then Serena goes up to Jenny and begs her to get rid of all these party crashers, in which Jay replies that she invited these people, and Serena never cared about what she wants. So then I laughed because Serena says, when Jenny got off the elevator, she thought she would be genuinely thrilled to find all these people. I'm like, hmm, I find that really hard to believe. (laughs) Yo, seriously, this reminded me on a lesser scale of my 25th birthday. I figured you might uh, throw that into the mix a little bit. Again, and not to bring in (laughs) stories about our life, but like I clearly told everyone I didn't want a surprise party. I was planning my own cocktail party. I didn't want a surprise party. I didn't want a surprise party. And then my sister (laughs) and friends threw me a surprise party. And when I walked in, I acted like a bitch. And I said, I knew it. And then they all claimed that they thought I would love it, even though I clearly said for, like, months I didn't want a surprise party. I have to say, though, Ingrid and I both told Sam it's probably not a bad, good idea. Well, you, Ingrid, and Krista told Sam and a couple of other people, like, it's not a good idea, like, Michelle, because I wanted a whole Mad Men you know, mid-century cocktail party. Like, I had my music picked out and my hors d'oeuvres, and I was planning it for the weekend after. You guys, mm-hmm. well, Sam threw this party for me. And then you, yeah. and then Sam goes ahead and throws it for I was awful. Oh, my God. I was, and then I started fights. Got into fights yeah, with it was fun. friends <laughs> and Sam. And it was, but the cool thing about it was the amount of people that came. Yeah, we had a, a huge turnout. Huge turnout. And the fact that, like, my friend Brittany from college came. It was a mix of everyone. So that was cool. And obviously, I appreciate being loved. But, like, when I say I don't want something, don't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Jenny, yeah, I feel I, you, girl. got to listen to the peeps. Right. So as Serena and Jenny are having it out about this, Eric interrupts to say that people are having sex in Serena's bed, so she probably should go take care of it. And so then she enlists Dan to come and help her clean up. Yeah. Okay. This also have asked anyone else. just reminded me of my Ruby Palooza parties mm-hmm. and people hooking yeah. up in bedrooms and <laughs> yeah. You guys let us know if you have any like really juicy oh stories. God. I would love to hear them. Yeah. Every time my mom would go away, I would throw what I would call the Ruby Palooza. And I would take down my mom's paintings because my mom had a lot of expensive art up. I would take them down. I would take pictures of where everything was hung and all the breakables were. And I would put up sheets Mm -hmm. (laughs) to cover the walls. I would move furniture and just invite all these people and the fact that the cops never came we lived in a condominium complex like i, I know it's shocking don't know how all of this happens it was just crazy and people hooking up in the bathrooms in bedrooms in <laughs> bathtubs in oh hot tubs but oh yeah. my god so crazy yeah it's i mean that's what you do i know, you know? i know it's just i mean maybe that's not what we did but that's what people do well i mean we did it 
it was just later. Right. And, you know, well, for you and Sam, you guys were the same age as these kids. I was in my, I was 19, 20. Right. So Sam and I were still in, in high school and graduating. And so yeah. it was fun for us. Yeah. You guys got <laughs> yeah. to go to parties. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So Nate goes over to Vanessa which I'm like, you have no right. But he's like, where's your boyfriend? In which I was like, shut the fuck up, Nate. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Vanessa's like, oh, he's not my boyfriend. It's just physical. And, you know, Nate doesn't want Chuck to get Vanessa to do anything she'd regret. Which Vanessa's like, no, I'm fine. This is all my idea. And at least Chuck doesn't claim to be one thing, but is really another. And then Nate expresses how B is still his friend. Nothing has happened between them, which is true. That is true. But Blair overhears. What were you going to say? No, it's true. I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, it is. It's true. But, you know, your intentions, though, it's like, how do you sleep at night? But whatever. (laughs) Uh, So Blair overhears Nate pleading that they're still friends and nothing has happened. And then she comes over and she goes, well, not yet. Have you ever seen Just Friends? With the movie you and Sam are obsessed with? Yes. Uh, Yes, but could I quote it? No. No, but there is one scene towards the end where um, Jamie Palladino and Dusty Dinkleman are, like, talking at the bar And Chris says something about them, like, hooking up. And she's like, oh, we're just friends. And then Dusty's like, not for long. And just the way (laughs) she said it, he comes over and says it. And, like, Blair comes over. She's like, not yet. It's like, come on. So petty. But it just made me think of just friends. Uh Um, And this, this statement is now tormenting Vanessa, of course. And Nate's like, Blair, chill. They're just seeing where it all goes. And, like, they're talking about it in front of Vanessa. And Vanessa's like, do you want me to leave? Like, how embarrassing. And so they leave. And, of course, Vanessa is upset and fueled by this. So Blair decides to bring Nate into Chuck's bedroom. Ugh, cringe. Which is so disrespectful. And wants Nate to essentially make a move on her she's sick of being his friend and nate claims that the things didn't work out in the past because they weren't friends and maybe they should just continue to take it slow and build on that and he tries to be you know sweet to her and she gets upset by this and she's like only my boyfriend can touch my hair yeah he tries to stroke her like oh i'm sorry you're upset and yeah dude You're so confusing. Yeah, he's so confusing. It's just so frustrating to me. Um, So then Vanessa heads over to talk to Chuck, and she's worried maybe their plan is backfiring on them. But then they see Blair leave Chuck's bedroom, obviously very upset. So then Vanessa does head over to Nate to kind of mock him and... Nate states that Vanessa is just as bad, if not worse, than Blair Waldorf. Which, okay, did you agree with that statement? No. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. Nate throws that statement around too frequently. He's used that against Jenny. 
Mm. He has used that obviously against Blair. He's used this against Vanessa. Like all the, like, oh, now you're acting like Blair Waldorf. Was this your goal? It's like, dude, no. Uh-uh. You give out Yet the- that's m- the girl that you like. Not only that, but you give out the <laughs> most confusing signals. And how about saying like, oh, you're acting like Blair Waldorf. It's old news. You need to have a new statement. <laughs> it just doesn't work anymore because he said it so many times. It's almost lost. It has lost credibility. Credibility. I agree. Yeah. And I also feel like what did Seri- what did um, Vanessa and Chuck do that really forced this fight between them? Like it was already a Bruin. So why are you saying that this is all Vanessa's fault? And as, as far as I can remember, you met with Vanessa you broke up with her you you put the line and said oh you're not gonna like what I'm gonna hear but we're done <laughs> so the fact that she's making out with Chuck and what's going on here you know what I mean yeah <laughs> don't use this against her right it's just it's incredibly frustrating to watch and um I know we're not alone in this no I know <laughs> uh we head over to Serena's room like I said, she enlisted Dan to help her change the sheets. Why she couldn't just do that herself, I don't know. But Serena does admit that maybe this party got out of hand and she was selfish and thinking about herself. And then what gets me, I was laughing at this because she's like, I'm just so bored and my life is so normal. I'm like, she's like, it's so high school. And Dan's like, bitch, it is high school. <laughs> Like, I know do we want? are in high school. Does this deserve a Sag award? I don't know. I mean, I like what Dan said back to her. Like, you need to get in touch with reality. Like, you are still in high school, so it could ha- it could get a Sag award. I do like the fact that they can openly discuss. Of oh yeah, like I my year's just been so crazy. Like we dated and then we broke up and then like she talks about that. Yeah, they talk about it very freely. So I'm like. That's good. But also, bitch, you're in high school. <laughs> right. And she's like, oh, when when did you get so old and wise, Dan? I'm like, what are you talking about? But then Eric runs in saying that there is a problem downstairs. And the four of them head down to see Vanya, like, pushing back tons of kids. Oh, my God. I couldn't help but laugh at this. I was seriously like in my notes I wrote lol in caps but also <laughs> watching and aunt was baking cookies and I was like ha 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 and he's like what's going on I'm like don't worry about it but like it all the kids like pounding like hey let us in I'm like I can't right now right like there's like a celebrity you- in there it's just ridiculous <laughs> um so then the police show up of course and they break up everything but Settling in the dust is Lily and Rufus, their home from Billy Elliot. And afterwards, it seems everyone is sent home, of course, and Lily is shocked and disgusted of the state of her apartment and demands to know what happened, of course. And so then Serena says that she's responsible for the sophisticated party, but that Jenny turned it into a rager. And Lily refuses to believe this because it sounds just too Serena to, you know, pass up. And so Serena leaves saying that this isn't her mess and she's she's not going to clean up someone else's mess. I'm like, you fucking prissy bitch. Mm-hmm. And leaves. Mm-hmm. It is your party. 
It's very, though, the four of them are very sibling-like in this scene. Yeah, it's cute. It, it's cute in its own way, but it's also like, Serena, come on. Right. And so she says she's not helping clean up. She leaves. And when she's gone, the kids do discuss. And Jenny does admit that she's the one who sent the tip to Gossip Girl. And she apologizes to Lily and she apologizes to Rufus. She claims that she felt just so embarrassed by this party that Serena, you know, set up for her. And Lily then apologetically says that Serena's party sounded delightful. And Jenny didn't obviously like that. And she responds by saying that, well, at least last year, people celebrated her at her party and knew that it was her party. And also alludes to the fact that uh, Rufus is selling the loft. Right. And Dan reveals that they know uh, about the realtor. And Jenny adds that she's just not ready to stop being a Humphrey. Which, I mean, you'll always be a Humphrey, Jenny. Well, sure. Of course. But I get it. Right. So I felt like what she said was valid. Serena's party was embarrassing. Everyone was there not even knowing it was her birthday. Not even knowing who she was. And it was pretty much just a ploy for Serena to have all these socialites at her party. And yeah, while I don't agree with what Jenny did, she should have just left and let Serena have this party. I mean, I understand why she did what she did. Yeah, same. Yeah, and so Eric and Dan kind of own up to their portions in that too, but they really didn't have anything to do with it. Um, So we pan over to some club bar where Serena meets up with Poppy and... Poppy suggests that she go on a trip to Spain with her and her boyfriend, Gabriel, tomorrow morning. Yes. (laughs) So Serena claims that she's probably grounded and realizing how high school that sounds, she decides to go with them. Yikes. And here's the perfect... I, I actually really enjoyed this scene because of the fact that Serena's like, oh, wow, I'm probably grounded. And it's like, yeah, Serena, here's your fucking wake-up call. You are still a child. You're still in high school. Yeah. <laughs> right, but she doesn't like that. Right. And so she decides to go to Spain with Poppy and Gabriel. We all wake up the next morning. Lily is there thanking Rufus for letting her stay at the loft because the penthouse is being professionally cleaned and they're talking and agree that moving in together is probably not the best decision and Lily does ask what is Dan uh what's Rufus gonna do about Yale and Rufus says he'll figure it out yeah but then of course Dan hears this and Rufus has to tell him that they're just Poor, but not poor enough for financial aid, which, as Jess was saying in the chat, they're like, they live in Dumbo. They're not poor by any means. Um, So financial aid, while it would help, it, he just doesn't qualify for it, especially for Yale, at least. Right. Um, And so obviously Dan begins to worry, but Rufus assures him that they'll figure it out and mentions to Dan that he should reach out to the kid who wrote him this fan letter and so dan later on decides to call him before we talk about that though we'll wrap up the blair and nate storyline we have uh dorota and blair at central park again discussing nate and i'm laughing because blair is saying how fun her and nate 
have how much fun they have together. I'm like, I've never seen you guys laugh. Also, okay. what fun are you talking about? I guess we haven't seen it. I guess not. And only it's only been a week too. It's just a shame that they couldn't show the fun parts that they were having. Instead, we saw them sneaking around and the awkward trying to make out scenes. Right. I just agreed. I totally agree. Um, and she does mention, of course, as we know, that he's, you know, so nice and he's simple and she misses her friend, Nate. So I'm like, okay, so she just misses him as a friend. Right. <laughs> but then Dorota says that Nate is there to pick the f- perfect spot to give her their first kiss. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> right. So confusing. Emotionally, it's so confusing. And I just, I wrote, I call bullshit with this, but okay. And so Nate does admit that he wants to be with Blair, but just not in the way that she wanted to be. I'm like, what was the way that she wanted to be? They want, she wanted you to kiss her. Yeah, but then (laughs) they fucking kiss. They kiss and they kiss and they kiss for a while. I'm so confused by this. Yeah, it's really confusing. Because I took it as, okay. He is saying, I don't want to be with you like that. I want to be your friend. I really enjoyed connecting with you and being friends with you. And then they make out. So it's like, I'm sorry, what? It's it's really confusing. I totally agree. Oh, man. I don't know why they do this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. And as I said, I was texting Michelle um, earlier, I did finish binge watching till the end of the season and so like this decision to do this here I just don't get it how many episodes do we have in this season we have five more left okay yeah there's 25 of the season okay um ironically there's 25 of the OC too this season so funny I feel like all the episodes like line up perfectly of where the kids are at yes i know it's so weird it is really strange <laughs> and then next year i'm assuming everybody's going to college or the next step because both of our players in our lives are last year of high school right yeah it's it's really funny yeah. i don't know how that worked out it worked out well for yeah. us uh we pan to the airport a strange young man sees Serena and approaches her and asks if he knows her. And he claims to have met her last year, and she was referencing her name was Savannah. Yeah. Yeah. And so in the previews, they do pan to the scene of Georgina and Serena getting back together as friends and all of their wild times in which they would call themselves um, Savannah and Svetlana. Mm -hmm. And so Serena's confused by this, and obviously I'm sure she was drinking, so she doesn't recognize this guy. And Poppy then shows up, kisses this man, and introduces him as Gabriel, who is her boyfriend. And so Serena then says, well, my name is actually Serena, and that was with that. She does text Lily to tell her, She's going to Spain. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of uh, Gabriel' first impression? Um, my first impression. I don't. To be honest with you, I don't really have a first impression. I'm just like, oh, Serena, did you sleep with him or did you hook up mm-hmm. with him? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just seems creepy to me. <laughs> yeah, no. The fact that he's like, wow, have we met before? And then when he, you know, they go through Savannah and then she's like, oh, no, my name is Serena. And he's like, I figured. Yeah, I figured. So you do know who she is. Yeah, I don't know. You he's, know? He's just like his cheesy smile to me. I don't know. There's something up with him. Um, we head over to the loft where Dan does make the phone call to Scott. We find out the guy's name is Scott to speak to him about his letter. And we pan to the Ronson family, which for you, those of you who don't remember, is Lily and Rufus's son's adoptive parents. And so we remember that he actually didn't die in a boating accident. Their older son did, and Scott is still alive and out there. He wrote in to talk, I guess, to talk to Dan, and the Ronson family interrupt the call. They pick it up, and they tell Dan that they will, they'll give Scott the message, but as soon as they hang up, they immediately delete the incoming call phone number because you know, they're it, worried that Scott knows that he's adopted. It's a damn shame that mm. they showed this storyline on the recap. I know. Because. I, as, I'm mad about this. No, because as soon as, you know, on the recap, for those who are, have watched or haven't, they reference the fact of when Rufy and Lily go and meet with their uh, their son's adoptive parents and we find out about Scott and so they show that and so when Padge gets a fan letter I'm like oh my god it's the brother it yeah, has to it be the brother so predictable in that it's sense very and predictable I and it's funny because when I watch it of course I don't watch the previously on because I do remember what happens and so I didn't realize that they do show that and I didn't realize that they showed the Georgina and Serena scene and I'm like oh shit they're like spoiling stuff for the episode here so from now on on our Netflix parties I don't think we'll watch the intro Um, but we do get the final scenes at the Vanderwoodsons. Lily is watching Jenny, Eric, and Jonathan play Hungry Hungry Hippos together, and she's very smitten and thinks this is adorable, as we all do. And then her mood (laughs) quickly goes awry because she gets a text from Serena saying that she's going to Spain with Poppy and, like, she'll talk to her in a week, which is so upsetting. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Also, she's grounded, but okay. Mm-hmm. And last scene we have, which in our Netflix party kept getting interrupted, but Chuck is waking up in the morning and it's revealed that Vanessa slept over and they had sex. Did and they have Vanessa- sex? <laughs> because here, here's me being like, you know what? Benefit of the doubt here, gossip girl. We have Chuck in his clothes. And Vanessa's just straightening her dress. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. maybe they just passed out. (laughs) Maybe. But then Vanessa makes Chuck promise to keep it a secret. I know. I know. (laughs) But then all I kept thinking. And it meant nothing. Yeah. But then all I kept thinking about was, oh, they're actually dating in real life, right? Yes, they are. So that's fun. (laughs) Yeah, it is fun. It probably is fun for them to, like, be different people. and Yeah. Yeah. But that's where the end of the episode is. Um, altogether, a pretty frustrating episode as far as the Nate stuff goes for me. But, you know. Yeah. Overall, yeah. I'm excited for next week 
um, which I will give you the title later on, and uh, we'll discuss your thoughts. So we'll come back from break and do our segments. Cool. ever found yourself scrolling through the recommended movies on streaming services and wondering if any of those are worth your time, I'm here to help. Hi, I'm Erica, host of Customers Also Watched, a podcast about movies on Amazon Prime. I started with one movie from my own watch list, and from there, each episode, I grab a friend or two, and we discuss a movie from the Customers Also Watch list of the previous episode's movie. Follow on Twitter at CAW Podcast, and Facebook or Instagram under Customers Also Watched. Available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. See you down the rabbit hole. Welcome back from break. Hope you enjoyed. Starting out with our trivia, this episode is based off the movie The Remains of the Day. When Gabriel refers to meeting Serena earlier as Savannah, like I said before, it is referenced to when Serena and Georgina Sparks would pretend to be Savannah and split Lana. And I thought this piece of trivia was really funny. I totally forgot this even happened at the time, but Blair asked Nate why he doesn't just break up with Vanessa via text message. In real life at this point, Chase Crawford, who plays Nate, had broken up with Carrie Underwood via text message. Shut and it was up! Very they public. dated? Yeah, I totally forgot about this. No way! Yeah, it was pri- exactly this time, 2008-2009, uh, you know, the start of her career and the start of his, and they broke up. They said it was mutual, but it was via text message. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought it was so funny. Um, music in this episode, we have Money Honey by Lady Gaga, Lights Off by The Deers, Baby Boombox by The Handcuffs, Dance Till Dawn by Hearts Revolution, and Shore Can Start by Two Hours Traffic, and The Tricky Part by Two Hours Traffic. All right, let's go into our questions and comments. Wait, hold on. I just want to bump off the whole Chase Crawford thing. So I just did a quick Google search on him. And you know how when you Google a celebrity and you look at their wiki page, like their Wikipedia page? So I was like, hey, Chase. And I'm like, wow, you look still so good. However, on his personal life, right, all it states, because usually it lists like a huge like their whole um, who they dated and all this and that. All it states is that he shared apartment with Ed Westwick and Chelsea in the beginning of the series. And then in 2009, he moved out to rent an apartment in the Wall Street area. <laughs> who, is in tr- who is editing his page down to that information? Oi. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just wanted to, I just no, wanted I mean, to see who hysterical. else he had dated. And that's all it says is his rent history. <laughs> that's hysterical. Like, they really couldn't get anything else. That's it. Someone is on there editing quickly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I wanted to mention we got a nice comment on one of our posts uh, a week ago, and I forgot to mention it. I was so mad. Username is Alina Noel Photo. They say, hi, guys. Long time listener, but new commenter. 
I was listening to You've Got Yale, and you mentioned that you were unsure if Yale Day was a worldwide thing. I just finished applying to college, and there is an entire day, this year it was March 26th, where all Ivy League college decisions are released. It is a crazy stressful day. I didn't even apply to any Ivies, and I felt stressed. Just thought I'd let you know I absolutely love your show. So thank thank you. you. So it is a thing. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I mean, obviously, we didn't go any Ivy League schools, so how would we know? Right. Exactly. (laughs) We also got a nice email from our buddy Sean. He says... I had to read the synopsis of this episode so that I could send my comments and questions before the Netflix party. He says, to me, it feels like Serena threw the party for Jenny because she is supposed to be the Upper East Side it girl and felt like she had to prove that she could still throw a good party even though she doesn't really party anymore. Also, Jenny seemed incredibly petty when she decided to just destroy the Vanderwoodson apartment because she didn't want a party. Like, just be mad, little Jay. You could also just be mad and leave to go home. This episode also really tries to show how less rich the Humphreys are compared to everyone else in the show. The Humphreys are well off, but they aren't rich enough to do whatever they want or give their kids inheritance money. So, Michelle... What do you think Dan and Rufus will do so that Dan can afford to go to Yale? Will they sell the loft or will Dan be forced to get a real job like a commoner? (laughs) I think Dan will get a job. Yeah. I think Rufus will have a talk with him, be like, listen, this is where we're at. And Rufus is like, and Dan, pagey boy, will be like, no, dad, like I'll help out. I will get a job and start saving. Right. The thing is, I mean, though, makes sense. getting a, you know, minimum wage job because you're in high school, unless he gets, what's a job in high school that makes really good money? Oh. Barbacking um, or um, a summer job in the Hamptons. You can, you Yeah, know, that you can get, like, good tips. You can get good tips. Anything that's, you make good tips and then that could help. But even then, I mean, we're talking Yale here, so I'm not really sure what right. will make sense here. <laughs> well, we, we'll see about that. But thank you, Sean, for sending your thank email. Thank you, Sean. Uh, Del underscore Vasto, our buddy Mike on Instagram says, Hey, listen, Michelle, happy Thursday. Here are my comments and questions for this week's episode. First off, can we have a round of applause for that Sag moment? <laughs> This is what we're opening with, huh? Okay. (laughs) He goes, that's all I have to say for this week. Ah! Just kidding. He says, just kidding. (laughs) Did any of you, too, have a bad birthday party? Which we kind of mentioned. He says, growing up, I was a little older than most kids when I learned how to ride a bike. And that year for my birthday, my mom got me a cake with a bike on it. None of my friends understood why, but I looked at my mom and she laughed. We played it off saying that I got a new bike for my birthday that year. I will never forget that cake and the savage person my mother is. Hey, Mike. Wait. Hey, Mike. Uh, how old were you when you learned how to ride a bike? I believe I was seven or eight. I, I was also how old I was. a late bloomer when learning how to ride a bike. I think I was a little late, too, because I remember my dad taking me to the park and I still had my training yeah, wheels on. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. And this, like... That kid start, comes up to me and starts laughing. Ha ha, you still have your training wheels on? 
And I literally went home and I was like, fucking dad, you're teaching me how to ride this bike now. I mean. And I did. Yeah, I learned how to ride in one day. I, Same. Like I, one day, like one hour. Yep. My dad, he helped me in our parking lot because Liz and I grew up in a condominium complex. We had large parking lots. Yes. And I just distinctly remember being like, dad, today is the day. And we went out and he taught me how to ride my bike. I had my training wheels on in the parking lot. And what's funny is the fact that, like, I hate bike riding. You guys know how I feel. Some of you might. Like, I have a fear of bikes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a no to anything moving with wheels but <laughs> besides cars. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I was a late bloomer when learning how to ride a bike. Yeah, I believe I was, too. So you're not alone, Mike. Yeah. Uh, Mike wants to know what Michelle's thoughts on Gabriel is. Do you think Serena and him actually know each other? I think Gabriel knows Savannah and Savannah did some freaky things with Gabriel. But does he know (laughs) Serena? No. Okay. And he said, how about that end phone call Dan made to the fan that wrote him? Do you think that fan knew who Dan is or that he genuinely liked his work? No, I think that he has a suspicion of who he is. Mm. Okay, so he's actually, he knows who Dan is and like I think his potential. he's suspicious of the name. Mm. I don't know how, but I, I just, it would just be too coincidental to be like, well, I liked your piece and oh my God, we're brothers. Like, no, I right. feel like. He knows the name. He knows somehow found out. Somehow he overheard his parents. Somehow he went searching. Somehow he had a suspicion. Hmm. And that's what caused him to write in. Right. And they don't really go into, I know, obviously, Serena and Dan, and the four of them know that they have this long-lost brother somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I, they don't really show how much they know about him. Hmm. So, okay. I mean... If they saw a name or even a first name, maybe they're like wouldn't put two and two together. Oh, of course! Like I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Padgy isn't thinking of like, oh my god, this is him, right? But to the audience, we're like, oh my god, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mike said for his headband counter, he had six. That is all for this week. Thanks again for the Netflix party. I had so much fun. Until next week, M. Thanks, thank you, Mike. I wanted to give a shout out to our girl Kendall on Instagram. She cracks me up. K, uh, K-E Harcourt. This week, as every week on Mondays, we post, on all of our podcasts actually, we post our MVPs for the episode that released. And this week's MVP for Michelle and I happened to be Vanessa for The Grandfather. And she writes back saying, I am shook by your MVPs. Petty me will never vote for Vanessa or Jenny. And so I just started laughing and I'm like, that's okay. We love you anyways. And she said, haha, I love you too. Anyways, not surprised by aunt though. He always loves the troublemakers. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Um, I also wanted to shout out E underscored Rackham 22. They sent us the Buzzfeed article that compares um, some of the some spoilery things, which obviously I won't read, but um, about the books versus the show. Yes. Um, and Michelle has actually been reading the books, and I would love for you to tell everyone your initial thoughts because you finished the first book, and now you're into the second book. I finished the second one today. 
Oh my god, it's so short. Here's the thing. So it all started with the fact that I work from home now, as many I, I'm sure many of you guys are doing as well. Right. And I'm really I'm caught up on my podcasts. And so and because I do a lot of blog entries and data entries, I need something that is light enough to listen to where if I miss a beat, I'm not totally lost, right? So I've actually haven't listened to any of my crime and serial killer podcasts because I don't want to miss details. So I last week was binging Lauren Conrad's novels, which I was texting Liz about, which the first one, L.A. Candy, and then her, she has three in that series. And I was like, oh my God, these are so easy to listen to. And she claims that they're not based on her life, but it's about two girls who move to L.A. and get on a reality TV show. So yeah, like, I remember that. I mean, okay, sure. So then I finished those, and she has another series out, but they're not available in audio on my library's uh, downloads. So I texted Liz, and I was like, hey, I want to listen to Gossip Girl. Can you, you know... And is it safe, right? Because I'm I feel like I'm a diamond in the rough where I don't know who Gossip Girl is. And Thank that's the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and that's very important for our show. I truly don't know what anything happens. I have suspicions that like Blair and Chuck get married, but that's just because of passing things on the internet before we even started this show. Like right. I couldn't have avoided that, right? So totally. I text her and she's like, no, I think you're safe. And plus Sean has written into us. We've had people tell us. So I download the first book and it's narrated by Christine. um, Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. Yep. And it's so entertaining. And then I finished it. The first book is two hours long. Oh, that's so short. It's a movie. And then the second book is two hours and 15 minutes long. And I'm like, why are these so short? And then I'm like, wait. Did I download a sample? Like, why is it the whole book here? (laughs) So I have to say that the books are so juicy and they're so entertaining. And it it makes me wish that they just stuck to the book. Mm, Yeah. Because, and they utilize all the characters so far. I mean, I find it very entertaining, as I was saying to Liz and in the Netflix party, of how they describe the characters. I feel like Blair and Serena, the way they describe them are pretty spot on in terms of looks, but Serena is definitely more bitchy in the books. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that from even the first book. Yeah. And Jenny, they describe she has brown hair and she's got such large boobs. They, (laughs) I mean, the fact they go into detail of how large they are (laughs) and, but they keep some of the same things of the fact that, Jenny and Nate have a connection. Right, yeah. And that they do hang out, and she does tell Nate how old she is, but Nate is still involved with Blair, and they talk about how Nate and, Nate and Serena had hooked up and had sex. Like, Nate is a complete asshole in the books. Mm. Like, no respect. He's just, like, a giant pothead. And they, Yeah. The- yeah, and they all smoke cigarettes. Ew. And... <laughs> <laughs> they do keep some of the things the same in terms of how Blair's father did leave Eleanor for another man um, and how Eleanor is dating Cyrus and they do get married, but Cyrus is kind of an asshole and he has a son named Aaron, so they keep that. But in the second book, Blair and Aaron 
go off to Yale like for an interview Blair has her interview and she screws it up and then Serena's brother Eric who's older than her is going to Brown and so she goes to Brown to have her interview and it's just it's very I love the book so far in terms of it's very entertaining for me oh I'm so glad yeah and I'm not even comparing it to the series that you know, what we're talking about, because in my mind, I'm viewing it as too different. I, I just wish they kept it to the books because I think it would have been more entertaining. Yeah, I know. I could agree to that. Um, they really, it's just loosely character names and that's pretty much Yeah, it. and the fact that the Humphreys live on the west side, not in Brooklyn. Yeah. And that Vanessa, she lives in Williamsburg and like we were saying in the chat, she has a shaved head. She's right, obsessed yeah. with leather. And yeah, it's just, and, and and like I said, everybody smokes. Like it cracks me up. Like, oh, Padge is just, obviously they don't say Padge, but in my mind, still Padge. <laughs> Padge is smoking a cigarette. Blair is chain smoking cigarettes. And Serena is chain smoking cigarettes. And, uh, and, and Chuck is very loosely used. In the first book, they make mention of him, about how he's a creep and whatever and then you don't really hear about him for a while and then they bring it up again in the second book of him trying to hook up with Serena yeah from what I understand there is pretty much zero to no uh redemption for his character in the books yeah there's not much depth for him yeah so um that should be interesting as you read more and as we watch more of things that we can compare and contrast there is as I said before this article that has surfaced since people are guessing quarantine a BuzzFeed article and they compare pretty much all of the differences because barely anything is similar like I said besides names so lots of things that happen in the book that are way more juicy than the things that I think happen on the show and obviously I can't read them because there are m- many spoilers to things that happen on the show for future so I don't obviously want to read that but when we're done with this you will already know all of the comparisons Michelle but yeah. at least it's funny to see them all together no it definitely is and it's just interesting of the fact of how as much as the the books are so juicy they're not likable people and mm. so I can understand how making <clears throat> excuse me this into a tv series like you have to make these people have qualities that you like them like I don't like any of the people in the book because Serena she does go away to boarding school she does come back she hooked up with Nate she's not a great friend to Blair the fact that her and Nate keep hooking up Nate Mm. is dating Blair but he's also hooking up with Jenny on the side it's like wow you guys have no moral character at least in the show you see and maybe because we're visually seeing it they they do have moments where they're like, okay, I have to do what's right. Yeah. In the books, there's like none of that so far. None of that. Oh, that's kind of frustrating. Yeah. And Serena's <laughs> parents, she has a mom and a dad. And yes. Blair has a younger brother, Tyler, who's 11. Oh, right. And yeah, she has a cat too. So I was <laughs> like, sure we couldn't have that. kept the cat in? Come on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, thank you for telling us, and I'm hopeful that each week as yeah, you definitely. read more, we'll get more juice from the books. Before we wrap up our questions, we have um, Muse Chick Vic wanted to send her thoughts in. 
She says, well, I think it's week five, and like I said, this keeps me sane, so thank you for doing this. I had so much fun at the Netflix party. Never worry if we have problems in the end list. At least we get to see almost the entire episode, and I love chatting about it with everyone. I'm not liking Blair right now. I don't understand why she's so pushy with Nate. Like, he just said one nice thing to her at the party, and all of a sudden she's swooning again and hanging on hanging out with him and hoping they'll become more. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also not liking Nate. Vanessa walks out and okay, so he takes it as it's over. Hasn't he ever heard of someone walking out when they're upset and then they talk about it? So now we know that they didn't sleep together, which is good, but I feel like he's just doing what Blair wants so he's with her, like he's lost again. He doesn't know what he wants, and since he feels like it was over with Vanessa, he thinks he can start it up again with Blair. I don't like them together. I didn't think they had any spark. Serena is confusing me. I don't understand why all of a sudden she feels like she's in a rut. I feel like just because she didn't get invited to Penelope's party, she felt the rejection and needed to do something about it and had help. Poppy help her turn Jenny's birthday party into something completely opposite of what Jenny wanted and Jenny noticed. But being that it was Lily's house, I don't think Jenny should have put the party on Gossip Girl. How crazy that Paget's fan ended up being his half-brother. I have a feeling this will be the way they meet. Vanessa, what did you do? Well, I guess she was seeing Chuck in secret. I'm actually very surprised Vanessa slept with Chuck. And I'm guessing that Sag Award goes to the conversation in Serena's bedroom. I thought that scene was funny. I actually liked them as friends. Can you see Vanessa and Chuck actually liking each other if they spend time together? Yes. (laughs) I say that with such question because who knows what mood Chuck will be in. I don't know. Mm. Right. I still am not like Chuck's one liners make me laugh, but I'm still not a fan of his. Yeah. I mean, I can agree to that. Um, who do you think would be more hurt if they found out Chuck and Vanessa slept together? Nate or Blair? Blair, obviously. I th- in my opinion, because Blair and Chuck are endgame in my mind and what I think is actually going to happen. And like she said, I fought for you. They have a connection. Chuck clearly loves Blair is why he's seeking out the revenge. And so same thing with, uh, you know, Blair seeks ownership over Chuck. So I think Blair. Okay. Who do you think will be the first person to catch them? Serena. Oh. Uh, Do you think Gabriel is part of Serena's past when she was hanging out with Georgina? He did say her name was Savannah, and she had different names when she would party with Georgina. Yes. I mean, I feel like he already has a suspicion of who she is. I feel like this will get talked about. Yeah. I can confirm that it does. Yeah. Um, And she also wants to know what you did for your 16th party birthday party. Oh. Well, Michelle's was the best. All right. So for the longest time forever, I told my parents I didn't want a sweet 16. I didn't want a party. I didn't want a party. I didn't want a party. My birthday is March 21st. On March 1st, I told my parents I wanted a party. And so quickly, 
they scrambled around because they're I have amazing parents and they rented out a space. It was just like an open hall. My dad was friends with the DJ. I got catered food of chicken nuggets, pizza. I put candy on the table. I told I everyone. Say, I loved it. Yeah, I told everyone, don't dress up. Like, wear jeans. Because at the time, I was kind of a tomboy. I didn't want to dress up. And so I wore my favorite jeans, a Paul Frank t-shirt. And yep. we played music for four hours straight and just danced. It was so much fun. And then I believe my birthday cake was from McNulty's, which was this ice cream place. And my dad had a a special cake there called the Rubenstein Decor. <laughs> and I'm because he created this ice cream cake. And then they're like, wow, we really like how this is. We're going to name it after you. I know this sounds super braggy. I promise you it's not. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that that was my birthday cake. The Rubenstein Decor super simple i just had all my friends from high school and we danced for four hours straight it was a blast and we wore jeans it was so much fun i remember it like it was yesterday yeah and then my mom my dad my aunt my uncle from staten island and my cousin all came out and the parents hung out outside of the room in like the waiting area on like they had couches out there and so there was like no parents in the room yeah, it was a blast. It was fucking great. It was awesome. Yeah, I love. <laughs> I my remember sweet it vividly. I remember it even more so than my own sweet sixteen, because mine was as the Jews do in a Chinese restaurant. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did not attend your sweet sixteen, but I attended your bat mitzvah. So yeah, it was just my cousins and you know a few friends or whatever, and we went to one of my grandma's favorite Chinese food restaurants and we got those poo-poo platters at like, you know, with all the steam and everything. And like, that was pretty much it. (laughs) It was very last minute too. Cause I was like, ah, I don't want to have a party or do anything. And so my mom was like, well, you got to do something. And that's what my mom did for her sweet 16. So that's what I did for my sweet 16. (laughs) I still have pictures in a photo album, like printed photos in a photo album of my sweet 16. Yeah. There's some funny pictures of you, Liz, dancing with my cousin, dancing with Dan, dancing Uh with Sam. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have to realize that Sam and I were the only 14-year-olds at this place. So it was a room full of... 16 year old guys and uh, I was like living my fucking best life my best life there was candy on the table I got chicken nuggets and I got to dance to Spice Girls like this was my best life um so thank you Michelle for giving me a great memory oh, you're welcome. and thank uh you. yes no, Vic just says as always thank you for this stay safe sane and healthy till next week yes thank, thank you. you to everyone Vic. who sent us questions and comments obviously it's the best part of our day when we get to read those on the podcast to go to our segments a little bit um fashion headband counter i had seven headbands i have three what is happening you know i think and as much as i love the netflix parties i feel like it's a little bit of a distraction Yes, especially you know? I think what I'm going to start doing is watching the episode the day before over the weekend, take my notes, and then in the Netflix party, I can just chat. Yeah. Because I'm taking notes. Like, I have, a, I have a, like, three pages of notes, right? Wow. 
but I'm also want to keep up with the chat and all of that. So maybe I'm missing headbands. I really thought I did good this time, but clearly I didn't. <laughs> I think Mike said he had six. I had seven. You had three. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Um, there was a bunch in the first school scene with the minions. Yeah, that's right. And they all mine. had. And I loved Blair's shoes in the opening sequence. The white shoes. Yep. Uh, I mentioned in the chat that I loved Poppy's fur vest, even though I'm hopeful it's not real fur. It just looked really nice. Did I give you a faux fur vest? A vest? A faux fur vest? I don't think. Maybe you. Maybe I tried it on, but I don't have one. Then I must have given it to Sam. Is it from Anna? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I didn't get that. Really? I didn't. I thought that went home with you, because there's a very similar looking vest and. I thought I, could. I think I maybe tried it on. And it didn't work. And it just didn't work, yeah. Yeah, I gave that to Sam. I loved Vanessa's gold uh, ornate earrings in one of the first scenes. Yes, I like those too. She's got good earrings. Yeah. Um, I loved Blair at school with her half up, half down, like tousled hair and that white shirt with a bow tie. I just was like giving me, as we said, Samantha the American Girl doll vibes. Can you, Loved it. can you pull up a side-by-side of Samantha and Blair? Yes, I think I'm going to. I'm going to at least post it on Patreon you so have that to. our people who don't know what they look like will uh, show them. You know, but. in my small world, which I feel like I usually don't live in a bubble, I forget that maybe people don't know what American Girl dolls are. I know. They were such a large <laughs> part of our lives. I mean, I had Samantha and Kirsten, Felicity, Addie. Who else? Did Molly. You? Molly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys had the good shit. You guys had like the bunk beds and the refrigerator and the horse. We had the wheelchair and the we wheelchair, had the, the crutches, and I had the little Mac computer. And when you clicked it, it actually changed screens. Ooh, oh my god! Fancy. I loved our American Girl dolls so yeah. much. The bitty that babies. was something I vividly remember coming over and us playing and Sam and I would take them like on vacation with their little suitcases. What did you have? And, like, you had Samantha? No, I only had Felicity. Oh. So I would play with Samantha at your house or at my friend Sarah's house and I just loved Samantha but I was like always about the underdog and I felt like Felicity was like the first and nobody cared about her as much and so yeah. I chose her as my first. I always loved Kirsten because I loved her Scandinavian traditions. I loved she was adorable. Yeah she was Scandinavian right? I th- I think so. I could be wrong guys so please let yeah, me know. Yeah or Russian yeah no I think you're right yeah and I just or Norwegian I I actually really did love the books you know that me too I read all of the books regardless of which ones I had but I just I love the whole fantasy just give me the whole doll fantasy so good and then remember I cut the these dolls had these strings in the back that like pretty much held them all together and I cut mine (laughs) And Felicity's leg fell off. Yes! And for years, she just had this dangling leg. And I'll never forget, I swear it was probably like my 15th or 16th birth, uh, Christmas. I was like 15 or 16. And at my grandparents' house in Pennsylvania, I opened my healed Felicity. She went to the doll hospital and I bawled like a little fucking baby. I was 16 years old and they repaired my American Girl doll that I got when I was like nine. But... (laughs) 
Wait, it was such a sweet moment, did, and my mom like had it shipped to my grandma oh, so I could open it for Christmas. It was it was really Christmas sweet. It's a Christmas miracle. Did Shana, it was a Christmas miracle? Did Shanaka have any? Shanna had a bunch. She had the the bitty babies. Yep, had those. And the bitty baby twins. Yeah. Oh, of course. And she had Kit. She yeah, was really cute. She had like kid. a short blonde bob. Mm-hmm. You know, Shanna's younger, so she had the old, the newer ones. The new class. Um, she had a girl of today oh, who okay. she created for herself to look like herself. And I think her name was... Oh, shit. She's going to kill me. I forget. <laughs> I can't remember. It's okay. Amy? Amy, maybe. And um, but, and her, her American Girl doll was married to her imaginary friend, Fred. <laughs> yeah, it was good times in the Tenio household. Uh, Shannon oh, and I loved playing with dolls, especially Barbies, but we're getting on a tangent. No, I know. I'm sorry. Because that's a whole route that just brings up amazing childhood that I had, but totally, let's continue yeah. on fashion. Uh, loved Chuck's red robe. Oh, my gosh. It, He's got good robes, just like Kiki's got good robes. He cracks him. I actually love Serena's dress at the party. I also did. I thought it was really, like, comfy, but also really fashion-forward. Yeah. I liked that a lot. I liked Chuck's blue suit at the party. I liked and Jenny's hair. Jenny's hair at, at the, the party, party is so much better. And her dress and her moto jacket. Yeah, she looked great. Yeah. Yeah, from, from this moment on like not this moment i should say but from the end of this season into next like she really does start to look more put together (laughs) luckily yeah um and i also liked blair's blue beret with that tweed black and white jacket in the last scene as much as i hated that scene i liked her outfit yeah no that was very blair okay we can go into quotes um, I loved when Eric told Lily, you were really committed to making this family work, Mom. I'm proud of you. I like when Padge asked Chuck, what does Chuck Bass do at 8 a.m.? <laughs> uh, I love when Blair says to Chuck, don't act like I didn't fight for you. I did hard and for a long time. So please forgive me if now that we're over that I'm exhausted. Yeah. Truth. We're all exhausted, honey. Yeah. When Chuck tells Vanessa soccer since the fifth grade, talking about his password. <laughs> his password, soccer since the fifth grade. I think in Kristen in the chat was like, it's it's almost as bad as having password as your password. Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved when Dorota said, maybe girl from Brooklyn cry. Mr. Nate, nice boy. He wiped tears. He touched her hair. She touches... Not that this ever happens to me. <laughs> Love her. When Padge just said, it's cumin. I had that too. Oh my god. Because goodness. I'm I'm very sensitive to cumin. I don't love it. It smells like body odor though. It, it does. doesn't smell like something died. If yeah, exactly. B.O. You know, all you're way. always like when you're eating something like Mexican, you're like making sure it's not you. Or Middle Eastern, really. <laughs> or that too, yeah, like the warm spices. Uh, and I loved when Eric says, does this feel like a sitcom to anyone else? <laughs> I like when Blair just says, don't. Ooh, yeah. And she slaps his hand away. Mm-hmm. I think that's all I have. I also have, I choose not to be a Park Avenue princess. Right. Yeah. And Jenny's speech. She's like, that's just not who I am. Like, I'm not like you guys, regardless of what my uh, 
address is. Right. Uh, MVP and shittiest? Yeah, girl. Yes. Okay. MVP. Yep. <laughs> Three, Three, two, one. Jenny. Eric. Ooh. Jenny. Yeah. I truly felt for Jenny this episode. I felt I related to her. She told them straight up what kind of party she wanted. She didn't get what she wanted. And she's like, fuck you, Serena. We'll do it your way. <laughs> right. Uh, loved her, too. I, I loved Eric because I feel like he's, as always, a, a ray of sunshine and therefore good advice. He's always telling people, like, hey, probably shouldn't do that or this is why they're like this. And I just... Love his, like, he's the mediator between all the siblings, and I just, I love it. It's just, I just love him so much. I'm also dedicating my MVP to Kendall, so, you know. <laughs> XOXO. XOXO, Mitch Ruby. Uh, shittiest. Yeah. It, it was a lot of, a lot of choice for me to choose so many people. Yeah. Ultimately, I chose one person. Same. Three... Two, one, Serena. Me. Ooh, I I had Serena and Blair as like blue ribbons, but uh, why Serena specifically? Because she allowed Poppy to get into her head about how her and maybe I sh- let me back up. I shouldn't fault Serena for having someone that she ultimately looks up to and respects get into her head because we've all been there. Yeah, and we shouldn't be. We shouldn't have that act used against us. However, when someone tells you exactly what they want and then you take it over because you need to prove something to yourself and prove something to others who cr- truly don't care. they right. re- No one fucking gave a shit. Really, they didn't. Went in her right, they society. just wanted to go to a party. Yeah. Um, that's pretty shitty. And again, here's... Jenny's sweet 16 that all she wanted was what did uh sloppy joes and scrabble and it got ruined because you needed to show off right right now that's how she'll always remember her 16th birthday which is kind of memorable (laughs) yeah but serena i'm not a fan and also the fact that now i i don't know i feel like this came out of nowhere where she's just like oh wait a minute my life is lame and you're right I, I need to do something. Poppy, I'll go to Spain with you. Agreed. I'm going to go like for a week. I'm like, out of nowhere what, as well. What the heck? Why of this all of a sudden we're turning back to old Serena who, when we first met Serena, she was kind of past that. Yeah. Like she wanted the normalcy. And yes. Yeah. And now she's like, mm, I'm over it. No. It's been a, a year. I need Poppy. <laughs> Uh, I picked Nate, obviously, for reasons we discussed. I just felt like he got over Vanessa super quick um, in less than a week's time without even trying to make it work. That really frustrated me. Yes, yeah, girl. And he just felt so cold, like, this entire episode. And like we said in in the episode, like, just, like, everything was a business transaction. Like, I'm telling you, we're just friends and that's it. And... Everything is very, like, black and white with him and Vanessa. It just, he didn't even try to make anything work with that. It just, it was just very frustrating to watch. Yep. All right, we can go into Patron of the Week. Woo! It's Patron of the Week. It's 
This week on Let's Talk OC, I announced that Jillian was the winner of our giveaway this month. We are so excited for her, our girl Jalonce. Jalonce. Jillian Loves Beyonce is her Instagram handle. And we're just so happy that you won the Damn You Mother Trucker shirt. It was Gossip Girl inspired this month. And we're just so happy that you won because it's rare that one of our patrons just gets to win um back in the day we were allowed to have (laughs) uh giveaways on patreon but that's against the rules and so we like to keep our patreon page so we host giveaways on instagram so if that entices you you can head over to it takes three network and follow us for more details because we do do this monthly so Congrats, Jillian. We're so proud of you, and thank you for pledging for all these months. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Jillian. Okay, Michelle, it's time for three gossip words. Yes, please. Three gossip words. For season two, episode 21, which is crazy, um, the title is Seder anything Passover this is a really fun episode for us Jews I think okay um the three gossip words are acceptance wedding change oh shit (laughs) a little vague but I'm sure they'll make sense next week well the wedding is kind of throwing me off a little bit hmm wedding unless Lufus discuss a wedding. Okay. And we have acceptance of the new normal. That is Blair and Nate and Chuck and Vanessa have to accept that. But they're also going to sneak around and hook up. And this all has to do with change. And maybe perhaps Lufus feel... Well, no, I don't think they're going to move in together with how the kids reacted. So that wouldn't be the change. Maybe they'll get engaged and take it slow, and that's the change. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking. And the fact that Serena, I think, is going to come back for, you know, from Spain, and then a Seder. So Cyrus is Jewish, right? Right. As we know, he's the only Jew in the episode. So perhaps we're going to have a Seder at the Waldorf's. Yeah. I can confirm that. Awesome. I'm so excited. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) I can't wait. Who reads the four questions? Is it little Jay somehow? Because she's the youngest. Uh, Okay. Wait. You confirmed Aaron is on the island or no? He is. Which makes no sense. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so frustrating. I know. Because um, we did have someone uh, confirm that he is mentioned again. Well, that's but, good. Um, I will get. We, I'll read that when we get to the episode that they're talking about. But like, we never see him again. Okay, because that like makes truly no sense. I know it's really frustrating. Like, I he's feel, not keep up with that. I don't know if it's because when they couldn't get the actor, or if they were just like, yeah, we're not going to use him again. They shouldn't have made him related to Cyrus. Right. It would have just done better if it was just like a random dude. 
Right. I know. I guess for like the wow factor. And also it is based off of what happens in the book. He is Cyrus's son. Yeah, but we've already used him more in the books than we've used him in this. I know. It's disappointing. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited for a Seder. Yeah. I think it's good. It's good timing. It's definitely kind of like how the Age of Dissonance was like comical. I find that this Seder is pretty comical. So I'm excited for you to watch and all of our newbies out there. Uh, It's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Lots of like crazy shit happens. I can't wait. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. With everything you've predicted, I know it's hard. She's a coming, but... Who do you think could potentially be Gossip Girl or is maybe working for her? Penelope. Okay. (laughs) Penelope attended the party and the party was a big deal this episode. So that's why I feel Penelope is working with Gossip Girl. Okay. I mean, she generally is. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. Big shout out to all of you guys who sent us questions and comments, all of our patrons who are in our Netflix party, all of you essential workers who are still working. Oh my God, I can't believe it. You guys stay safe and healthy. Uh, if you want to head over to ItTakesThreeNetwork.com, you can join our Patreon family there and get some bonus goodies. Maybe you want to hang out with us every Thursday at 7 p.m. for our Netflix party while we watch Gossip Girl all together and chat. If you want to find us on social media, we're at 3 Gossip Girls Pod on everything. And we also have a Gmail account if you'd like to send us emails. We love getting them and reading them on the podcast. And we will see you guys next week for Seder Anything. Yay. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Gossip Girls. Girls.